Welcome to podcast 6.2. Today what we're going to do is we're going to look at this thing called Lewis Dot Structures. And what Lewis Dot Structures do is they show electrons in covalently bonded molecules. And as you know from this chapter, we've looked at, we've looked at what a covalent bond is. And now what we're going to do is we're going to look at kind of the model for how to make molecules. And this is going to help us a lot in the future when we're figuring out some properties of of uh, certain molecules, but uh, we, there's models in chemistry all over the place, and this is one that you're probably going to enjoy because it's a pretty pretty straightforward one. So for Lewis dot structures, this is kind of how we start. We start with a central atom, whatever atom it happens to be, right? Now that represents the nucleus. Let's say, for example, we're dealing with carbon like I have. Now I'm going to write the electron configuration for carbon, 1s2, 2s2, 2p2, right? That's the electron configuration. Just in case, in case it's been a little bit too long, right? 1s2, 2s2, 2p2, right? Okay, so there's my... Uh, whoa, I can't believe I wrote a 6 up there. Did you catch that? Probably did. Call me an idiot on the screen, but that's okay. I make mistakes. Alright, 2p2. So that means I've got... Uh, a total of six electrons, but when we deal with a Lewis dot structure, all we're going to worry about is the valence electrons. And the inner electrons, or the core electrons, uh, we're not going to worry about. And so in carbon, it, it, the inner ones are those two. So this C right here represents the nucleus, and it represents those two 1s2 electrons. So now what we're going to do is, is draw the valence electrons. And they're just simply represented by dots. Now, because this is a two-dimensional thing, it's it's standard to kind of put the dots on the four sides, all right? Even though in real life they would be in and out of the screen in a three-dimensional way, we're just going to put, put them around it. Now, since there's four valence electrons, these two right there and those two right there, I'm just going to put four dots around the carbon, all right? So that represents the four valence electrons of that atom. All right. And then last but not least, if we have a bond. Now let's say uh, I'm going to make a carbon-carbon bond. All right. Let's say I have another element, another atom here. And it here's its four electrons. All right. If we're going to represent a bond, I would be... It would be either two electrons. Oops, let me move it over. I put them next to each other like that. So you can you can have uh, two atoms like that. See a, a bond there. Or you could just write a C with a dash. I'm going to almost always show you the the dots just so you can see where they're coming from. But if you see if you see structures like this, C and H and Cl and BR. If you see something like that, you just need to know that those dashes represent, as it says right here, uh, represents two electrons. Whoa, how about electrons? All right, so there you have it. So that's kind of the basis of, of what we're doing with a Lewis dot structure. The dots represent the electrons, the letter represents the nucleus and those inner electrons. And all this is going to be dealing with the whole Lewis dot structure is the valence electrons. All right? So let's try a couple. 
the thing that's important is that, as you know, things bond to get an octet. Whether they're sharing electrons that have an octet or they're transferring electrons, they're going to have an octet. So the rule must be satisfied that they all have an octet except for hydrogen. And hopefully you recall why hydrogen doesn't need uh, 8. It's because in that first energy level, right, in that first energy level, you can only hold 2 electrons. So hydrogen only needs 2. In other words, hydrogen just needs to bond with one other electron. So here we go. Here's chlorine bonded to itself, all right? Now, how many valence electrons does chlorine have? Well, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, okay? So it has 7 valence electrons. As you know, it wants one more, right? It wants to have an octet. So I'm going to draw a chlorine atom with its 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And then I'm going to draw another chlorine atom over here, Cl, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and a 7. All right, so there are the two, two uh, chlorine atoms with their 7 valence electrons. And then all I'm going to do is bring them there. All right. So there you have uh, a Cl2 being represented. Now some... Uh, some teachers like to like to think about how many valence electrons you have first, count them 14, and work it that way. But I just kind of like to draw it out with uh, the valence electrons that we have available. So here we go. HCl. All right. Oops. Actually, you know, I'll save myself a little time. I've got a Cl right here. All right. And then here's hydrogen. Right. With this one valence electron. Well, look at that makes a nice little bond so that uh, that makes HCl okay these are Lewis dot structures look at hydrogen has one two it's happy chlorine has two four six and eight and it's happy right CH3I whoa now let's see how do I know which one's the center well I'll tell you this for our purposes most of the time carbon is the center Or the single element is the center. Although not hydrogen, right? Okay. So I'm going to take carbon as my center. Put it right here. And uh, let me erase some of this other stuff. Get it out of the way. How many valence electrons does carbon have? Four? Exactly. Good job. So it's got four valence electrons. And then I have hydrogen, right? Hydrogen with its one valence electron. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring that in here. Okay. Here's another hydrogen. Oops. Here another, here's another hydrogen with its one valence electron. Here's another hydrogen with its one valence electron. Look at that. They're making bonds, right? And then last but not least, I have iodine with how many valence electrons? Right? It's a halogen, so it has seven. So here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. So I'm just going to take that. Oh, are you kidding me? Can you believe that? Oh, look at that. They're staying together. Excellent. Okay. How's that? So there's H, 
or CH3I. All right. And then let's do this last one. C. Well, actually, you know what? Pause the video. Try to do C2H6. See if you get it. All right. Let's see how you did. I'm going to take my carbon here. Oops. My, my bonds didn't join me. And here's another carbon. Right? The first electron is going to make a bond. Two, three, four. Right? Okay. So now let's bring in some hydrogens. You want to? Here's a hydrogen. Here's a hydrogen. Here's a hydrogen. All right, and then I'll just draw the rest of them in. Put these other ones in green for the heck of it. Hydrogen with its one valence electron, this hydrogen with its one valence electron, and this hydrogen with its one valence electron. All right, and then as you know, every hydrogens want two. So how many electrons does hydrogen have right there? Two. How many does carbon have? Two, four, six, and eight. This carbon over here, two, four six and eight all right so everyone has an octet of electrons and they're happy how's that basic lewis dot structure we'll be we'll do an activity where you'll practice this and, and if it looks a little confusing right now don't worry it's going to get a lot easier let's move on to the next thing polyatomic ions all right remember these i wanted whoops gosh hey when i do that remember these i wanted you to memorize these here's hydroxide right and here's phosphate well, what do we know about polyatomic ions? Okay, they're just ions with more than one atom, right? We know that. The thing that's important that we also know about polyatomic ions is they have a charge. And this is important because if I have, uh, if, if for, this, for this phosphate right here with a 3 minus, what does that mean? That means I'm going to add three electrons, right? And this one I'm going to add one electron. And so now you're going to kind of see why these polyatomic ions form because they wouldn't form without these additional electrons. And that's kind of what I'm just saying right there, right? Single atom is the central atom. I've kind of gone over that. And last but not least, typically you draw brackets around the ion and then write the charge. So let me show you how we do this. All right, so here's, here's oxygen with how many valence electrons? Six, right? So there's six. Again, one, two, three, four, five, six valence electrons, right? Okay, so now it's got six valence electrons. Here comes hydrogen. With this one valence electron, right? Now that makes hydrogen happy because hydrogen uh, has two valence electrons. But look at oxygen. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It doesn't have enough. So this would not form without the addition of a bonus electron. All right. Remember, this is OH minus, and that minus means it has gained an electron. So I'll just put it right here. When we draw Lewis dot structures, we're not going to worry about the mechanism as to where the electrons get there or how they get there. We're just going to make it fit. So that is uh, the polyatomic ion hydroxide. And as I mentioned in this last bullet, 
we draw brackets around the ion and write the charge. Now, if you happen to be lazy and don't write the brackets but still write the charge, I'll forgive you. All right, because sometimes, to be honest, I do make that mistake. I try not to. So let's do phosphate. All right, as, as this bullet says, P goes in the middle. How many valence electrons does phosphate have? Well, let's go one, two, three, four, five. It has five valence electrons. Oops, went too far. Oh, I'm really losing myself here. Here we go. Sorry about that. Uh, so here's phosphate with its five valence electrons. I'm going to draw one, two, three, four, five. I spread them out on all sides. <clears throat> well, here comes an oxygen. I'll put oxygen right there. And then there's one, two, three, <coughs> excuse me, four, five, and then six, right? Here comes another oxygen. One, that first one's going to make a bond. Two, three, four, five, six. Here comes another oxygen. First one, I'm going to make a bond. One, two, three, four, five, and six. All right. Now let's see if everyone has an octet. Well, you can see phosphate here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Phosphate's pretty con or pardon me, phosphorus is pretty content. It has an octet of electrons. However, there's a big problem. Oxygen here has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And this one has seven, and this one has seven. And this is why phosphate forms with a minus three charge. Right? As I set up here, right? That means we get to add three electrons. So here come the bonus. Three electrons, one there, one there, and one there. Now, look at oxygen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right? So, everyone has an octet. And just to finish this off, I'll put a little bracket around it, indicating it's an ion, and I'll write its charge. Okay? So, that's a polyatomic ion. So far, so good, hopefully. Let's move on to the next thing. This is where it gets a little bit confusing for some people. We're going to deal with double bonds and triple bonds. Okay? In order to have an octet, some atoms will form double or triple bonds. Okay? And I might further add that this occurs when there are two few electrons to make oops to make enough bonds all right so in a double bond what you get is two pairs of electrons are shared and what would you get in a th with a triple bond? Absolutely right. You would get three pairs of electrons. Okay. So let me show you how this works with sulfur. Well, this isn't sulfite. What is this? Sulfur trioxide, right? Because there's no charge. And then this is called hydrogen cyanide. Or, yeah, we'll just go with that for now. All right. So here we go. I'm going to put my sulfur in the middle. How many valence electrons does sulfur have? Let's see. Since the oxygen's row, it has six, right? Okay, so I go one, two, three, four, five, and six. Right? 
Well, here comes oxygen. How many valence electrons oxygen have? Six, right? Oops. You know what I want to do? I want to actually just put it right there. I'm going to draw oxygen right here. First electron is going to make a bond, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Here comes another oxygen with its six. Now, I've been saying it's going to make a bond, but let's not worry about that. We're just going to make this fit. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. And then the last oxygen right here. One, two, three, four, five, and six. Now, how's that work? Okay, this oxygen has two, four, six, eight. That's good. This sulfur, two, four, six, eight. This oxygen, two, four, six, seven. This oxygen, two, four, six, seven. Wow, we don't have enough electrons to make. Uh, everyone have an octet, right? So this is what's going to happen. And for our, when, when we practice, you're going to find out that you're usually going to have a lone electron, okay, sitting in two spots. So guess what they're going to do? They are going to come together. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do a little erasing here. I mean, it would be great if I could draw some arrows and go, oh, hey, it's going to go here, and this one's going to go there, and this one's going to go there. But we're not going to really worry about the mechanisms. So I'm just going to, uh, let's see, how, how I, I'm going to redraw it. Actually, that'll be better. I'm going to put sulfur here, okay? And I'm going to put a double bond in between, uh, oops, try this again. I'm going to put a sulfur here, and I'm going to bond it with a double bond. To an oxygen. Well, all I've done is I've taken this electron, I've put it right there, and I've taken this electron and put it right there, and I'm drawing arrows just like I said I wouldn't do that, huh? And then I'm going to take these two electrons right here, and I'm going to put them under there, okay? It's important not to sweat the details about this, all right? It'll, we're going to do a lab where you're going to get to play with pennies and, and atoms and get it to work, but uh, for right, oops, I don't want another double bond. But we're just going to kind of finagle and make sure that we have uh, the right number of valence electrons and make it work. Okay. Now, just as a quick count, uh, we've got 4 times 6, which equals 24 electrons, right? 4 atoms with 6 valence electrons each. Well, let's count how many I have. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16. 18, 20, 22, 24, all right? So this thing right here is a double bond. That is a double bond, okay? But if you look at every element, this counts for four electrons, six, eight, so that oxygen's content. Sulfur, two, four, six, eight, that's content, and then these both have eight, all right? You've got to manipulate the electrons to make sure they work. You can't add or subtract electrons unless it's an ion. Right? Don't panic if you're going, what in the world is this? We're going to play with it in the lab. All right. So let's do carbon. Here's carbon with four valence electrons. Right. Here comes nitrogen. How many? Five valence electrons. One, two, three, four, five. Right? And then here comes hydrogen with its one valence electron. All right. So look what we have. We have a slight problem. This nitrogen has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, not good enough. This hydrogen has 2, that's good enough. This carbon, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, not good enough. But we have this lone electron here. We have a lone electron there. Let's just say those two are going to come together and form a bond right in there. All right? 
So I'm going to try and erase those without erasing the whole letter. Let's see. There we go. And then now look what I have. I have two lone electrons. This one right here and this one right here. Well, let's say those are come together and make a bond right there. Okay. Now let's let's see if everyone's content. Carbon has two, four, six, eight. Nitrogen has two, four, six, eight. All right. We started with ten valence electrons. All right. Two, four, six, eight, ten, and there you go. So that's a triple bond. Kind of weird. Don't worry. In the lab, you're going to play with this, and it's going to start making sense for those of you that aren't quite getting it right now. All right? So this is a, in, your introduction to Lewis dot structures. There's one more situation that pops up that I want to go over briefly, and that's called resonance. All right? Because what about O3? Here's a problem. I'm going to draw O3, which is ozone. All right? There's oxygen. Here comes another oxygen. One, two, three, four, five, six. Here comes another oxygen right here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. See a problem? Well, the central oxygen is fine, right? It has eight. Two, four, six, eight. But the outside oxygen is two, four, six, seven. They don't have enough, right? So whenever we don't have enough valence electrons to make it work, we're going to have to have a double bond. So I'm going to just pretend that these two electrons right here are going to make a double bond right in here. How's that? Okay. So I'll erase those. Okay. And so there's my structure. Now let me draw it just a little bit better. Although you guys know how I draw. Yeah, I don't know if this is any better or not. Okay, so there's there's my representation of ozone. But here's a problem. How do I know that this double bond is not really over here? I mean, what's the what's going on? What what's to say it's not over there? Right? And so this is one of the Oh, let's see what's the, what's the best word on. This is one of the shortcomings of the Lewis dot structures. Okay? And so one of the shortcomings of the Lewis dot structures is they can't represent a bond. Well, they can't represent completely what's going on because we know from experimental evidence that the average bond length between uh, for, for this oxygen and this oxygen is about 1.5, okay, which is less than uh, less than two, but greater than one, right? So uh, we the Lewis dot structures can't really represent it. So what we do is we draw an arrow, a double arrow. Let me erase some of this because this is getting really, really messy. We draw a double arrow that represents all the models, okay? So I'm going to go like this. I'm going to put the double bond right there. Okay. So this shows the double bond being over there and the double bond being over there. Okay. That's what uh, we do to deal with what's this, this thing called resonance, which shows that uh, the bond is really... And we don't want to think of it as moving, but 
the Lewis dot structures can't represent what's really going on. That's one of the shortcomings. So how can we represent nitrate? All right. Now in the in just to, because of time, I'm just going to draw it out real fast and not go through all the deal. But basically, this this is what nit nitrate looks like. Okay. But the question is, well, where's that double bond? Why couldn't I have drawn this double bond here or here, right? Well, the in reality, it really is kind of being shared. Remember, electrons are moving around. Bonds are moving around. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a dynamic moving thing. We're drawing something in two dimensions as, as a, just a quick piece, and really that's not what's going on. So to represent that, you've got to draw all three. And I've got a picture of it here, so I don't have to try and draw it out. And so that, hopefully you can see, represent all, all three. Here's the double arrow, right? And then I'm putting the double bond in all three spots. And since it's a polyatomic ion, we're drawing brackets in the charge. Okay, so that's what's going on uh, with resonance. And then just I just want to give you two more points to understand about it. One, it's not like the mo molecules oscillating between these forms. Okay, in other words, it's not like it's going back and forth between this bond, this shape, and this shape. That's really not what's going on. Remember, the the we're talking about average bond lengths. We're talking about an electron, pardon me, a, a molecular orbital uh, that's moving. Um, and then the other thing, and we, we <clears throat> excuse me, we draw the resonance structure because you can't really show what it looks like with one uh, single structure. All right? So there you go, Lewis dot structure. We'll do an activity in class that'll, that'll get this a little... Hopefully make it a little clearer for you, and uh, I'll see you soon.